Hello and welcome back to the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast, brought to you by Park Multimedia. The Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast is a series that brings in local entrepreneurs, council leaders, young professionals, and students that are leaving their mark on Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Dan Kimbrough. On this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast, Zubin Saeed from Building Blocks and Susan Magnata from Junior Achievement lead a discussion on workforce development and education here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Just go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll start off a little bit about just maybe talking about what we do. Um, but first and foremost, I just wanted to get an idea of why did you guys pick this session to join? And actually, can you guys go around and say your name and where you're from so we get an idea of who's in the We're going to turn the tables on yeah. you <laughs> Just so we can learn a little bit so we can, as we're talking, we can share, um, you know, specific things that could maybe help you. Just your name? Yeah, name and where you're from and like, what are you? you know? uh, Mark Torres, I'm from Scranton originally and I go to LCC. And uh, I want, this is the K-12, right, or mm-hmm. education career. I just wanted to know more about the field because I'm not so familiar with it. Okay. And I wanted to see if I could learn something new or be interested in something in it. Awesome. That's why I'm here today. That's great. I'm Trinity Hall, I'm a student at LCC. And kind of similar to him, I'm interested, you know, I've always, been involved with children and the field of like, you know, education, like K through 12 and all that. So I was just also looking to learn a little more about what you guys have to say and your perspective on it. Hi, I'm Dino. Uh, I'm with the American Cancer Society, but I work with the Coaches versus Cancer campaign here in Northeast PA. So I do work with schools and teachers and my education, well, my background is in education. I had a 7th through 12th citizenship uh, certification. I know we got to connect, but um, Vivian from the Scranton Area Foundation, um, childcare, attainable and affordable childcare is one of our uh, focuses. So I'm just interested in hearing from perspectives and um, connecting. And this is my colleague, Amy. We're just going around talking about oh, ourselves. So um, Amy, she actually uh, manages our Women in Philanthropy Initiative, which is probably why she's also here too. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> got it. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, got it. So me. Um, I'm Katie Spencer. I'm the integrator Wyoming Valley Chamber of Commerce. Um, I have a 13-year-old, so um, anything that has to do with education and just see what kind of advice I can give him because college isn't for everybody. Trade schools aren't for everybody. So, and he does want to own his own business one day. So, anything that I can learn and take in and absorb for him, I will. I'm Jenna Weiss. I am um, at Wilkes University. I'm our internship coordinator, so I'm interested on the career exploration piece. Um, but I too am a mother. I have two children, so I'm interested in that. Um, and I do coach junior high basketball as well on the other side of things. So um, kind of right in that age range too. Great. Hello. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I'm Erica. I work for the city of Scranton. So on my professional side, I handle the American Rescue Plan funding. The city was awarded almost $69 million. So I I handle all those those, um, dollars. But we have certain money allocated towards child care education programs. We actually have a multitude of different programs that we're doing. So obviously I know a little bit about it, but I'm going to learn more. And then in my personal life, I have two-year-old twin boys. So obviously childcare has been challenging, trying to find childcare for them in the different robots that I've hit. So I'd like to learn a little bit more about it. Thank you. Um, 
Hi, everybody. My name is Amerita Quintana. I am a junior at Wilkes University. Um, I'm also an intern here at the Chamber of Commerce. I'm more interested in the career exploration of this roundtable, but I do have a younger brother who's in high school, and I know he's kind of trying to juggle his life right now, so I do want to take some insight back to him and just kind of guide him a little bit, because high school's tough, so. Um, hi, my name is Gabby Torres. I'm a Penn State graduate, um, and I'm interested in this for the, what is it, the career exploration. Um, and I've always struggled a bit with patience and teaching um, in general anyone, so I felt like education uh, covering that would have given me some valuable information on how to tackle that. Hi, I'm Yonda Nellyville from the Spiritual Area Community Foundation. I uh, manage the workforce initiative uh, that includes uh, the, career, the education and career pathway as well as connecting people to childcare, so it sort of ties both together. Um, my name is Morgan, and I really want to try to reinvigorate the passion surrounding education, um, specifically by either creating or highlighting different pathways future passionate educators can take either in high school or college to get the, to get to where they want to go to combat a multitude of, of different problems, but specifically um, the teacher shortage crisis that is um, coming our way. And I work with the Bridge the Gap program with Building Blocks Learning Center. And I'm Daryl. Um, I am marketing director at Reachem. Um, just gave our business pitch. Um, oh, that was good. I, <laughs> um, and I'm here because our goal as a company, we do game-based learning um, and instructional design, and we want to solve challenges um, that both students and teachers are, you know, struggling with today. And to solve those challenges, we need to hear from people like you. Right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for sharing. I think both of us will go a little bit about who we are and what we do and how it relates to some of the things that you have shared. Um, I am the president of Building Blocks Learning Center. I own the childcare facilities. Um, and a lot of times people are like, oh, so you're a daycare worker. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I am. Um, when I first started, believe it or not, I was in the situation with you guys sitting in audiences. I was going to school for biology because I was going to go become a doctor. And I started watching kids on the side um, as my part-time job, watched them in the home. and. Uh, honestly started loving it because I was like, oh my gosh, you could empower children, you know, at the under the age of five, they're just so malleable and you can kind of, you know, they're sponges. Um, started doing that, loved it, uh, did it out of my mom's house. And my mom, at one point after five years, she's like, girl, I got to sell my house. Can you go get a real job? I was like, what? And I stopped going to school as well. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I lived in Philly and an opportunity came here in Wilkes-Barre. Um, there was a childcare center that closed down. And I'm not a business person. I didn't go to become an entrepreneur. I had no idea. Um, and I didn't like working with adults. But the opportunity came. I got a credit card, $10,000, charged it, bought a business, and it's grown. Uh, you know, My goal is to create an environment where we empower children. Um, and then it has evolved into creating an environment where we empower women. And it's evolved into creating an environment where we empower the community. So I started with six kids, um, watching them in my basement. And now we have 1,000 children, 150 employees, and 13 locations with two on the horizon. Um, so when you sit here trying to figure out what you want to do, it's not textbook. 
Sometimes it happens on a good day and you're like, you found your passion and you run with it. As for education and what's happening here, it is so, we're at the cusp of doing something about it. COVID happened and I think uh, it brought education to the forefront that we have a very fractured system, um, education system. But now what are we gonna do about it? Um, there is so much growth and opportunity in so many different ways for people for looking for a career, for you to change what education looks like, and then for you to offer opportunity for the up and coming students um, because there is such a need for career exploration. Um, because the system is fractured, our um, education system is very conditioned to preaching to the test. Um, you've seen math, has, uh, not math, uh, art has been taken out, music some places have been taken out. So we're not developing the child in a holistic approach. Um, we're just kind of keeping them focused so they have no idea what to do, where to go. So developing, developing pathways, developing um, different opportunities for children, for students in high school and really middle school because I mean, we've all been there. By the time we are in high school, you're kind of set in your ways. Um, but we find between fifth and eighth grade, they're so malleable that if you're looking to inspire them or uh, bring opportunities for them, this is, that's the prime time. Um, so that's kind of like my uh, story in the sense that it started out as childcare. Now we're working on pathways where we're working with high school um, and college. Um, we are collaborating with Wilkes University um, that we're opening a location on their site to create a workforce uh, lab school type of environment because we see a need where, again, you're going to school but you don't get practical hands-on experiences. So can these um, students come into our facility and train on the job? And then we're working with high school students that they don't know what they wanna do, but they don't have to become a teacher, but can we create a business? Because I think as a business, it's my responsibility that I should give back to the community. So can these young high school students come to us or we go to them and we show them what it's like to be an employee where in turn they're going to be good employees for you know you as an employer. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. Um, I think we're doing a lot. I think uh, junior achievement and you'll talk a little bit about what you guys are doing. We're synergistically you know um, aligning because there's so much impact we can make. So it's a little bit about what I do and what we're doing. <clears throat> Zubin's a rock star, believe me. Um, Thank so, you. So I'm Susan Magnata. I'm with Junior Achieve, and I've been here a little bit over a year. Um, my background is after college. I, well, I went to college. So we're all about career exploration right now. We're really moving towards workforce development um, for kids through K through 12. We can go into the uh, high college space, but we're not there yet. Um, it's... I came on board last um, August, and I'd done development six years before that. I'd been out of the workforce, actually, for almost 14 years, because we have five children. So I had three and rounded them off with a set of twins. So my kids go from ages 24 to um, 14. I have two freshmen and the two in college and one out. Um, so and junior, I don't, has anybody got, went to BizTown here? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and, and you won't hear it anymore because we don't have the building. So yeah, it was so this town. I know it's really sad. It was amazing. It was like a Disneyland for kids. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're restructuring what it's going. We're restructuring. Look like. So what happened was COVID. Basically, it hurt education and it hurt the building. However, junior achievement here was largely focused on fifth grade programs. 
um, when we came on board, we decided, and it had, it had its challenges, and I knew that when I took the position, and we decided, um, there were two of us at the time, to, that we had to try this career exploration inspire. It's called inspire exploration experience. Um, it's out of other areas, and we started in um, the fall. We got a presenting sponsor, which is um, Rob Miracle, and a venue, which was the casino and convention center. Did not know if anyone was going to want to send kids, and I'm, there's a reason I'm telling you this, because we're li listening to the market. We did not know if any companies were going to want to come, if the colleges were going to want to come. It's basically there was nine different career clusters that kind of organically um, came together, and it filled up. We had 1,500 kids come from 16 different districts, and we had to turn people away. There was over 70 exhibitors, and it was amazing. And the kids that came in were from, it was Holy Redeemer Wizards, mostly public high schools, and Lackawanna and Luzerne County. They were amazed, amazing. They, the people showed up for them like there's no tomorrow. Like it was all hands on, like they were suturing bananas at the Geisinger tent. Uh, nothing was, there weren't tables with handing out, people handing out cards, and they were, blown away everybody was blown away and there's a green screen and i'm telling you that they, the kids have not been exposed to this stuff for so long yes yes so we're doing that for high school students again this year we're expanding it to two days um, on april 16th and 17th we're, we then we piloted a month later everything's a pilot uh, a yes program is called your economic success we did it at gar memorial middle school for seventh graders so over 300 kids received it's interactive same thing it's like volunteers come into the classroom they receive four different lessons one's on the trades because we really really are moving towards exposing kids to trades at a younger age so they have an understanding that you don't have to go to college and we want kids that are going to college to go to college and graduate with a major that they like so it's so important to have them have internships and exposure one other thing we're doing we're working with the Wilkes-Barre ACTC um, they have a early childhood program Zubin's is all working with them also um, th so there's a program called high school heroes so if you have a k-5 through program you have a kit and it one's called our community our city there's five lessons and volunteers go into the classroom and they teach the kids about money about their community the importance of relationships and um, so those kids were, were, are, were in the process of piloting this with Pitts and Erie. they're gonna go in and teach like uh, I think there's ten juniors are gonna go in and teach in a, in a district the kids so they get practical a teaching experience and the kids get a junior achievement program. Um, tomorrow, we're, once again, the internships are so important. We kick off this pilot program with GARD called JA Company Insight, where Wilkes-Barre area juniors in the biz business school are gonna go over to GARD. They're, all the departments are gonna be ready for them because we're so fortunate we have such a huge company, national company right in our own backyard is their headquarters. And um, they're gonna do, they're, they're preparing themselves to learn how to dress and how to speak to, and ask questions of all the different department heads. They're gonna, like a mini job fair for insurance. Then one of the guard employees is gonna go into the classroom and teach this program called JA Company, or I'm sorry, it's called, it's my job. So it's already, the curriculum's done. The kids are gonna learn how to present themselves, do a resume, um, think about all the skills that are specific to them. And then they're gonna go learn more about guard and go back and do in in February and do an actual job shadow. So those are some of the things that we we're piloting so far it's been successful but where we really really truly believe these kids need to be exposed to things. I was going to law school because my parents said you should be a lawyer. You make a good lawyer being an English major and I did and then I was taking my LSATs my senior year and I was like I didn't even think about this like 
I don't want to do this. Like, and nothing against lawyers, but I, so I went into pharmaceutical sales, but it was really hard and it was, it was very unfun process for me. And so my daughter just changed her major junior year to a teacher because we told her she's an athlete. You should be a PTOT and she doesn't want to sit down and work with kids. So didn't ask her to talk to her boyfriend's mother who is a physical therapist. Like, so the more like we expose these kids in an earlier, earlier age to think and get them thinking about themselves. And I'm telling you this yes program, we are not, there's five school districts in Luzerne County that are, the poverty rate is above 50%. Not as many in Lackawanna County. But these kids are worried about eating. They're worried, nobody's talking to them. And it's, and their parents could be working three jobs a piece. So when it is so, the, the, and I'll finish after this, the one lesson, so one's on the trades, one's on manufacturing, one's on career readiness, and one's on uh, interviews tips. It's like interactive games. I thought, the one on career readiness was going to be, or exploration was going to be the most boring one. And so there's a packet that they fill out and there's, they score themselves. There's all different career clusters. They are so into this because it's about them. And then they go around, I just got chills. They go around the room and they, there's, there's uh, 16 different career clusters and they match themselves up and you, they're standing against the wall and they're like writing down what the education level is. And you know, the one boy said, even in the, the one lesson was on the trees and they're thinking about things. And a lot of them, definitely are going to be professional athletes. I don't know if you knew that, how many professional athletes are coming out of Northeastern Pennsylvania, and they don't necessarily play the sport. So, and I said, so the little boy came up to put something on the wall, and I said, so what do you want to be? And he's like, MBA. And he just comes up to hear on me. And he said, MBA. And I, I was like, what? He said, MBA. And I said, oh. I said, well, if that falls through, or you, you know, you retire with the, you know, I said, what would you think about doing after it? And he's like, nothing. And so the thing went on, oh, I'm sorry, the thing went on, and, uh, he got into it. He's he's participating, and at the the and they they talk about the trades. And so the at the end, the person that was um, giving the lesson said, "Who wants to go to the trades?" And he raised his hand. and He said, "I think I want to be a carpenter." So I don't know if that kid's going to be a carpenter, but he's actually thinking that he could do other things if the NBA potentially <laughs> falls through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. but I don't know. I think um, you know it's. It, Right now, we're not tapping into it. So if you're looking for going to do something in the realm of impacting them, it's an open market because they're not getting that. And I think they're so hungry to get that. And I think we can shape the next generation by impacting them at a level. If we create resources, if we create opportunity, because there is none. We think, we assume that, oh my God, it's all set up. It is not, especially if you go into the great people working at the districts. There are great teachers working. Um, but nationally, our system is, you know, like I said before, fractured a little bit. So how do you fill that fracture? How do you stop that fracture is creating these resources. And I think we can't change the system, but we can add to it and that bring value to it that maybe we can pivot some of these students to figuring out what they want to do and then be great citizens in our community. So I know some of you are looking to see what does it do or what can you or how can you connect with it. There is a lot of different ways, I think. You know, do you guys have questions as we're talking about it or think of any clarification you need? Anything more you, different aspects you want to hear about? I actually, oh, achievement. I'm a product of junior achievement oh. back in the day. So I'm excited to see it in this region. And so what I'm hearing is a lot in Luzerne County. Is there a pilot happening in Luzerne with plans to move or expand it more regionally? So, Inspire was a pilot. We did include Lackawanna County schools. Um, and yes, we're going to West Scranton um, and two other districts, possibly three. So I think we're going to do 10 yes programs this year. 
Um, so we, we have thir we're a 13 county region, but I come from pharmaceutical sales background where 80% of your business comes from 20% of your doctors. So we're like, we had to get really good at a couple of things. Um, before you expand. Before we expand. So yeah, so we, we are going into Lackawanna County. Um, it's a matter it's of time. 60, 40 for those pro, yeah. So um, I personally, and it's just off the cuff, it's all about relationships. So I have personally have more relationships down here um, so we're building it up there, and yes, and we're like Tunkhannock's coming on board next. That's Wyoming County, and then we'll we'll grow from there. Yeah. So, what are like the major grades you guys are going to be focusing on, or is it just like all of high school? Like, is it like us, like freshmen, sophomores, like? What? Yeah. Um, so, last year for Inspire they we just wanted kids there so we didn't give the schools much direction they handled it differently but they they feel like sophomore junior is a good because of the seniors are kind of know what they're doing to send to inspire so that's the career discovery event seventh grade seems to be the sweet spot for yes program um in york this is right out of york pennsylvania um they're actually fifth in the country for the number of students program they're really really killing it this program is exclusive to york the yes program and they, when they go into a building it's sixth seventh and eighth grade and the president there thinks like we, we were so exhausted last May after pulling this off, and it was that he's like you don't even know what how great it is until you do a whole building. But we're not there because we're it's a volunteer driven program, so we have to get like thirty five volunteers for the program that's in two and a half weeks, and um and we're getting there. You know what I mean? We we did it. We pulled it off so far. But and then the great and K through five, there's some of those districts have it. The districts that have it are the districts that have PTOs that say, like, give us the kits and we're going to have the parents go in and teach it. So a lot of the, the big public school districts don't have that um, in place. So we are moving towards a model where we'll pay, actually, we want to pay a bilingual, uh, someone that's bilingual to actually go into, like, the Hazel, it's, it's not Hazelton District, Hanover District, so that those kids get junior achievement programs, too, because it's harder to get volunteers. I have a, does anyone have like a fail story like mine, like that you, you know, like that? What? Oh, it was definitely me. Yeah, <laughs> I've been in thinking, so I'm obsessed with history. History is my passion, right? So I went to high school, and I'm not going to tell anybody my age here, but I went into high school, I was obsessed with history, um, worked at, many people might know, Toby and Army Depot. So my family worked at the depot, and I just thought to myself, well, I'll go to college and I'll go for what I love, my passion, right? So I went for history, that was my major. I went into the depot. I worked at the depot for about 18 years. I left. I left because of my children. I had my, my boys, and I wanted to change. And obviously, it was during COVID. So I moved into municipality, um, so wherever the city is granted. But it is completely different than what I started with. At the depot, I moved into multiple different positions. And it was almost not a failed position for me. I don't want to call it that because it definitely gave me my stepping stones. But I'm able to get into a whole different realm and I'm learning so much. I'm able to work with wonderful organizations like Scranton Area and be able to partner with different areas throughout the city. I'm a project manager now. I never thought I would be a project manager a day in my life, and I absolutely love the position. I love the people I work with. So I don't want to call it a failed, but it is nothing what I thought I would be doing. I thought I'd be working at the depot for the rest of my life, which, again, it's not a bad position to have. It's a really good and steady. Who knows, I may go back there, but I'm done. But everybody, once you're in the depot, it's kind of, you stay there. It's, it's a depot to leave. And I left. And um, the grass was green on the other side for me, which I thought. But it was a major, 
an adjustment. I don't know. I think it's good to have awareness that I think, you know, whatever you sign up for, your career is an evolution and you got to be in that space and it's okay. And I think the self-discovery of that is always exciting. I think sometimes people get in a job and they're scared to change or that's what you went to school for. Um, but I think keep your options open because you might eventually, whether it's the second year out of college or 50 years out of college, something clicks and you find the right path. Um, and I think the joy comes is when you find the right path and whatever, you could be the cashier somewhere or run a business. I think there's no definition or judgment on that, but you just have to explore and find it. I just, I have no comment, but I just, I have to head out. Yeah, and I just didn't want to be rude and just like, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for your being here. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank, thank you. you so much. Sure, I think growing up, I don't think one person ever asked me if I were going to college. It was just, where are you going for college? And that conversation was never had with me, and so I just blindly went and sort of floundered around. Um, and so I think now that I have my own children, I will be having those conversations because it has shifted. And while I do hold education in a very high value and a, a high place, we have to open up the conversation for other pathways. Yeah. And education looks different, I think, today than it did growing up back in the day, you know? So um, I think we should be open to it. And sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, um, Susan, I'm with you. I was going to be an attorney when I was in yeah. high school. I wanted, to, I wanted to major in political science, and I checked that box off every junior and senior year for colleges. Um, and by the time I graduated college, um, I had the opportunity to intern, well, work study in our institutional advancement department, which at first was said development. I said, I don't want to work on the grounds which I didn't realize it was institutional advancement, and I just had a love for that. Um, I went on and got my master's, but I think one thing that I've always learned is like, go towards your skill set and what like fulfills you, right? It's not necessarily a job title, and I think um, even in my current role now at this Grant Area Foundation, some days I don't know what my job title is. You just you just you just keep doing it because it fulfills like your need of what you want in a job, not necessarily the title of the job. You know. I know some people are parents here, you know, and you're like, well, I'm not in education, but you're a parent. What can you do is be an advocate for your child, because I think we have to raise the standards and the bar of what education looks like, and it comes from demanding that from our districts, our community, that we need to create better opportunities for our students. So again, in turn, they can be better citizens. But as you look at what kind of career jobs are there in this field, there's a lot. Uh, but the number one thing is make, giving exposure to the young generation coming up. So if you're in the tech world, how do you market that? If you're in the psychology world, how do you support that? There's so many different ways um, to tie in education because I think education is the, the built into the fabric of our community, but how can each different jobs you know, add and contribute to it? So for us, it's been the avenue of empowerment. For us, it's the, the avenue of bringing businesses to these students because they have no idea um, the potential that they have or the impact it can make. Um, so I think that's been giving us a lot of um, joy and uh, crazy at the same time um, because there's, it's such an untapped um, market to go ahead and bring this to the students, so. Question for both of you. Um, for the younger generation, as in like my children, so they're, they're two and a half, they'll be three. Um, how are you preparing, obviously you can't really prepare that young, but how do you make sure that these kids growing up 
are able to kind of connect with the, the evolving world because they said this morning in our, our keynote speaker that the so many jobs will not be here in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you prepare for that? And then also your avenue of working with high school kids, obviously that's a little bit more difficult because they're they're in it now. So how do you like prepare on both ends? I think, believe it or not, you can prepare two, three, and four year olds. And how you do that is to create the love for learning. And how do you do that and how we do that is to uh, instill a self-respect. Um, because when you, a lot of times people are like, oh, they know their letters, numbers, and shape. It's really not the product, it's the process. So as when they're young, when we're teaching students how to self-soothe, when we're teaching students how to uh, develop their attention span, follow direction, uh, listen, those are fundamental skills you need at 18. Um, so it's really important. One, I, I'm an advocate of early education. I know if you have the support and you can you know, leave them with family, that's great, but there comes a time, especially before kindergarten, to put them in early educational programs. Why? Because when they get into kindergarten, they're in a group of 30 students and they're herded around and their individualism doesn't get developed. So if you get an opportunity, put them in you know, qualified programs, I uh, impress that because I know you were saying you're gonna talk to your kids now. It starts from the beginning. And I think as for jobs, and you can answer that as well, I think we have to be very conscious of not training kids with a skill set because like you said, those jobs might not exist. But if you change them with, like you said, the love, the learning, the passion uh, to try, to it's okay to fail, to uh, be self-reliant, those are skills that can transcend any kind of job, if you agree with that. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's interesting. So it's maybe some advice. I, this is my take on parenting. So I, people will say to me, like, you have pretty good kids. I have like, and I say, thank you. I'm very, very blessed to have good kids. And, um, but I think like talking to them, I expect a lot of them in terms of manners and respect of other people. And, you know, I, how they dress and how they, I don't make them dress up, but, but, but that is showing respect. Yes. And that's like showing respect. Like I told the, the Wilkes-Barre area class, I said, I, you know, I got dressed today. I said, because for you, and I said, I put on heels. And I go, I wore these for the entire Inspire event all day. I said, but I, I, I could have, like, not. And not that, but I said, I wanted to, like, show them that, like, this is how you dress in business. And I said, I and try and tell my kids that. And um, I let them fail. So my kids, not, not that they failed out of school, but I would sit with my oldest, because I think that's a really good point. When she was in fourth grade, and she would be, and she's smart, like laying over on the table because I was making her do her homework. And I was like, wait a minute, she's fighting me to do this. I go, I'm taking myself out of the equation. And I said, Nina, if you don't get a good grade on this, I said, you're going to have a consequence, but I'm not going to sit here and make you do it. And eventually, and it took even my son, he's a, he's a neuroscience major at University of Pittsburgh. And we had a little snafu his sophomore year of high school. But he said, Mom, I'm just now connecting. He's kind of seeing what he wants to do. He's maybe medical school, he doesn't know. But when they connect with their learning in school, with their future, it's like light bulbs go off. Same thing with my daughter. My, the, so he's my third. My second um, hated school. She just studied, same thing. She had consequences. And I said to her, she's like, Mom, I love my classes, her education classes. She loves them. She's like, I have to do well. I have to go study. And so we're, we're saying that. And so I'm, I say that. Like when I'm saying well, with these kids in middle school or high school or whatever can connect with their learning with school with a vision for their future and a pathway to get there, they'll behave. And I, like that comes out, like rolls off my tongue all the time, but I'm watching it in my own home. And it's true. And they have to, they have to, the soft skills, 
you know, they, they don't know. I mean, the, I said to walk up and I'll, anytime I say shake my hand and, and they're like down. I'm like, no, I said, you, you have to look the person in the eye. I said, you're worth it, you know, but they're not getting this. So um, anybody that wants to volunteer for Junior Achievement, we've got lots of yes programs. Yes, on the books. However, um, I think that's when I, my oldest is a freshman now and the fear of letting her fail, you know, is like, um, you know, she did her middle school years in COVID, right? So like, I feel like I kind of prepared them in that way that like, you have to do your classwork, you have to, you know, so for the first six months, I really tried like helicoptering them. And by after that, I'm like, okay, you're on your own. And they maintained their grades very well. And I think it was a lot of life learning for them, you know, and I think right now, it, that's the hard part so I appreciate your comments of like letting your children fail and learn that lesson but also letting them be individuals because I have two that are 16 months apart that are vastly different one loves school one doesn't and I try to promote that you don't have to go you don't have to go to college per se you know if school in the academia world is not for you that's okay you know so I don't know um, if you have like any advice to like keep that going or um, as a parent, like it's okay to let your kids fail. Can I share, um, can I share a story and it might be related. I have a 21 year old, I have a 26 as well, but my middle one um, called me a few weeks ago. I think I shared that story with you and she's crying hysterically. She's like, ah, mom. and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, what's wrong? What happened? She's like, I'm having an existential crisis. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I got another job offer. And she, I'm like, she works with me. <laughs> Aria, she has great kids. I hired two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, so you got a job offer. What's the big deal? She's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in life. What am, should I go this way or that day? That way, I go, Aria, that's the joy of life, of trying to figure it out. And there's no right or wrong answer. And you might pick this job but you're supposed to get there, eventually you'll get there. So I said, embrace it and enjoy it. So when you talk about that, I think, especially raising kids, you know, I think it's really important to instill in that, that, hey, you're failing, but the whole point of failing is growing and learning. So I never look at it that way, so. And making mistakes. Making mistakes, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, just very quickly, I think something in early education that's very important is to make learning a hobby. Um, whenever someone asks me, what's your hobby? Well, I like sports, I like video games, but truthfully, I just like learning about sports and video games and people. And I think if you make learning a hobby, they'll carry that throughout life. And rewards will go from extrinsic, which getting an A or a B, it's an extrinsic reward to an intrinsic reward as they get older and they get that feeling of, I just learned something new and I can carry this for the rest of my life. And I think that's really important. And we say like, oh, like a two or three year old can't learn that. But I think if you just create an environment of learning as a hobby, whether that is reading as a hobby or just learning your ABCs, but just teaching them that learning, it's not necessarily what you're learning because you're gonna learn a lot of different things throughout life. But the learning process, that should be taught as the hobby. Sure, and I'd love can, to volunteer. Um, you can apply at the box. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, but you're exactly right. And I think as a culture, as a society, we have to change the emphasis of how education is viewed. And that's exactly what it is, that we have to embrace it and enjoy it. And intrinsically, don't we're putting the wrong value on it. 
But yeah, thank you, everybody. I hope, you know, it was a good discussion and it was informative and thank you for your feedback. And that does it for this episode of the Wolfsbear Connect podcast, brought to you by Park Multimedia. Wolfsbear Connect is powered by the Greater Wyoming Valley Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about Wolfsbear Connect, check out wyomingvalleychamber.org. That's wyomingvalleychamber.org. Thank you.